Hello! Welcome to another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. It is I, Lindsay Mullen, your host. Thank you for joining me. We are in the thick of it, you guys. The thick of it. Right in the thickness of summer. Oh, yeah. We're in August. You can just feel feel all the the summer romance energy when you walk down the street. I'll walk down uh, the street in Toronto and sometimes, uh, you know, you catch the eye of a man and you look at each other and everyone's got dumb doe eyes right now. Let me tell you, I'm still filled with cynicism, but uh, I've seen some dumb doe eyes looking at me. You know, the eyes where like someone looks at you like, you know, like they forgot what snow looks like, you know? Canadians get this in the summer. They just temporarily forget what snow is and they they look at you all optimistically like we could have something beautiful. We could be forever, baby. Yeah. They give you these like romantic, you know, Cupid eyes as if uh, as if to say I can't wait to slowly reveal the worst sides of myself in about two months. That's what those eyes mean. But okay, let's keep it light. Because if I'm being real, I'm not in a cynical place right now. I'm in a very uh, a romantic place right now. I'm really feeling the summer. I'm feeling all those uh, positive bits of energy, you know? And that's perfect for this episode. Because this is, as you know, a storytelling podcast with a theme every episode. And this theme for this episode matches my mood perfectly. Dating. Dating. That's the theme. We got dating stories on this show. The highs, the lows. Oh, dating. Perfect. Perfect for summer romance time. So, um... This episode, this episode is uh, is an eclectic mix of guests. I really attacked the theme of dating from a lot of different angles. Um, I should mention that uh, on this episode, as a as a positive, uplifting story for the end, I interviewed my granny. So my grandmother is on the podcast, and I think this may be the first podcast she has ever listened to. And, um, you know, I'm doing my best right now. It's taking every uh, bit of energy in my being not to swear. I'm going to do my best uh, not to use profanity. Although I'm pretty sure I messed that up already because there are some segments where I drop some F-bombs. They're, uh, they're peppered in throughout. So, Granny, I just want to let you know, viewer discretion is advised if you are listening to this right now. Maybe just listen to your segment if you feel like you will be offended by some of the uh, graphic nature of the episode. I love you. I'm sorry. Please don't hold it against me. I'm doing my best. I'm just trying to stay alive in 2019. And dating is not like dating in your time. That's basically what I got from the interview with you is things have changed. So, um... Please enjoy the episode. I'll do my best to keep my mouth clean. <laughs> um, this episode is also interesting because one of my guests, 
Oh, this is a great example of uh, life imitating art. I was already coming up with this episode uh, when I attempted to go on my very first Tinder date. I don't really use dating apps. I don't like them. I find them shallow and uh, I just wasn't really into it. But I thought, ooh, I'll try a, a one-time thing while I'm in New York. And anyways... um. My Tinder date uh, ended up on the episode. Michael, you'll love it. He's great. And yes, yes, we are in a bathtub during the interview. I will admit that right now because you can hear water splashing. Um, But Granny, if you are listening, uh, I just want to assure you, I was wearing a full 1920s bathing costume. Very modest. And uh, Michael was in a full tuxedo in the water. So not to worry. We were very um, um, covered up. Okay, guys. Before we get into these fun uh, stories, I have to jump into the uh, quote of the episode. Because that's always fun. Uh, This quote is kind of about sex. Uh, because that's what comes to our mind with dating. And I think this is a great piece of advice from John Barrymore, who is a, an, an actor who passed away a long time ago. I believe his granddaughter is Drew Barrymore. Fun fact. Here's his quote. Sex, the thing that takes up the least amount of time and causes the most amount of trouble. That is true. That is so true. Everyone be careful. Your chemicals, you know, they want to attach to people. You're, you're, you're going to start pair bonding. That's the thing you have to be careful about. Pick your summer romances wisely. You're, you're made to attach and pair bond. Be careful out there, guys. Hmm. I should take my own advice, but I won't. All right, let's uh, let's jump in. Let's start it off on a nice romancy note with my Tinder date, Mr. Michael Savory. Enjoy, you guys. I'm sitting here with Michael Savory. Hi, Michael. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> I'm really good. good. Really very good. Um, Michael, you are are an interesting fixture in my life at the moment, uh, because you came into my life at a perfect time for this episode. I was compiling this episode about dating, and, uh, I was thinking, what anecdote do I have? And, uh, then something happened that brought us together, and I think you should tell everyone exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah, it was a pretty funny story. Yeah. So I think you were in town with some friends. Yes, I was in New York City. Yes. On a trip. Yep. Which is where you live. That is where I live, in Brooklyn. You live in Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. And um, I I matched with you online. On On Tinder. On Tinder. Yeah, Yeah. we matched on Tinder. Yep. We both found each other. Mm attractive enough it, it definitely enough and um and we we chatted for a few days 
Yeah. And then I was on a five day trip. Yep. I don't know where you were at, where in your trip, but I think towards the end of it. And uh, we had plans on getting together. Yeah, we did. We were going to go for drinks. Yep. In Chelsea. In Chelsea. You told me exactly where you were going to be at what time. Yeah. And um, I had accidentally double booked with my friend's birthday. Right. Um, one of my really good friends in, in New York. And so I made the choice to, um, to, to flake on you. Yeah, to fuck off. Yeah. yeah you yeah. fucked right off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you flaked on me. I did. You did. Um, but I felt that, I felt it was justified. You felt it just, cause yeah. Just being a very good friend of mine. Uh, and also I'm just a picture. Exactly. Right? Like. At this time, that's all you were. Other than a few, you know, words we had exchanged back and forth. Yeah, I was just a picture, like, what, are you going to throw your friendship down the tubes for a picture? Exactly. Yeah. Although it did seem like a good idea at the time. Right. Yeah. But I decided to err on the side of my friendship. That's good. I actually respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Um, and then I, uh, I didn't hear from you for a few days, and I felt like I felt like there might have been something there, so I decided to reach back out to you. Which was weird. Um, after you had already left New York at that point. Yeah, you said, here's my number, want to stay in touch. And I said, why on earth would I want to do that? I've literally exchanged a couple texts with you. And so now, oh. now what happened is we, we started talking. You reached out. You, you, yeah. reached, you reached out. And then we went from Tinder to... Text message. Or Instagram, then to text message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and we just uh, kept chatting, and I think the more that I got to to you know, know about you through all those messages, that it'd be really interesting to kind of keep in contact with you, and uh, you know, eventually moving into FaceTime was I yeah. think the next. Yeah, well, step. I mean, I can imagine why those texts were filthy. So uh, yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they might can... have been inappropriate, depending yeah. on how you look at it. Yeah, that was only really one way to look at it. They were disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, to third parties, maybe. To third yeah. parties, yeah. If anyone read the transcripts, we would... Yeah, they might be... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Word. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyways, so you kept talking to me. I did. And uh, I actually really started to uh, you know, find a thing for you. Yeah. And then you did the crazy thing. Which was? You were like, hey, why don't I fly to Canada? So you and I talked for two weeks straight every day on FaceTime. Yeah. And then you flew to Canada today. And I just met you this morning. You did. Officially. Officially. I feel like I kind of already knew you prior to coming here. Just having all those conversations with you and already interacting with you over FaceTime for every day for two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I got to know you enough where I wasn't going to get murdered if I... Uh, yeah, we, both our here. sets of friends were worried we'd be murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my friend was definitely worried. Yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. uh, can I ask you some questions just based on the topic of this episode? Yes. So I'm really new to Tinder. You were my first ever Tinder date. You flaked, but you were my first ever Tinder date ever. First Tinder flake. 
first Tinder flight. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that. No? No, I've never gone on a Tinder date before. Now, I have to ask you, and this isn't me just fishing, but it's important to know. What was it about my Tinder profile that made you so certain to keep talking to me? Because um, really, we'd only exchanged what we did for a living. We didn't really talk that much. So... I think really what sold me was uh, you had a kindness in your eyes. Kindness? Yeah. Oh. I could tell from your smile and your eyes that you were a genuinely nice person. And I thought that was intriguing enough to, uh, you know, I feel like it was, um, I feel like flying to Canada, it, it, it sounds a lot worse than it is coming from New York, considering I could just drive a car here or, yeah, the, the it's it's crazy the... though. I mean, driving anywhere out of a city for a person you don't know is pretty, pretty romantic and out there. All our friends think we're crazy, so. A little bit. Yeah. Yours more so than mine. But... <laughs> Michael. Yes. Are you a hopeless romantic like me? I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, any advice for me for a Tinder in the future? <laughs> Stick to your country. Stick to my country? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier to visit one another. I know, but I think this visit's going pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you've been here a day and we went to a Blue Jays versus Yankees game. Yeah, we did. That was pretty exciting. Yankees won. Yankees won, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, real Maybe. shame. It is America's pastime. So. Yeah, it is America's pastime. It's only, it's only suiting that the Yankees won. Yeah, the Yankees won. Not that I like the Yankees or anything, but... Yeah. Um, but I didn't even watch the game. I think you and I were just... Yeah, we did a couple laps around the park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one other, like, kind of borderline narcissistic question for you. <laughs> just give me a sec. Um... Uh, how do you find uh, that I make no how do you find uh, the brief amount of dating me you've experienced so far I'm just curious do I make a good first impression how are you experiencing it my first impression of you yeah uh, it was amazing at first <laughs> you made it worse today's still day one well I mean we've been talking for two weeks but yeah yeah no, I mean, you, you gave off a great first impression. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I found you seemed to be very uh, energetic and uh, willing to make plans. Willing. Which is kind of rare. Yeah. But I guess in your situation, you know, being in New York only for a few days, that makes sense. You get carried away. What do I get carried away with? You get carried away because with the whole flying to Canada thing, you get very carried away. I mean, I got but, carried away about you, yeah. Yeah, but I think we have very similar mindsets where we don't think it's weird, the idea to, if you feel good, then jump on that opportunity and go with it. Other yeah. people are more cautious, I think, than you and I. Yeah, I think uh, we've always been kind of taught to take the safe route. Yeah. Instead of putting our emotions on our sleeve. Right. So we're having this lovely weekend here 
for a couple days and we're going to go to restaurants in Toronto and do a bunch of things and lie in the park and, you know, other things that I'm not going to talk about because my grandmother is on this episode. Um, but also, <laughs> I'm going to come to New York soon to visit you. And I'm curious, since you're going to make it up to me with a good proper date, what are we going to do on our date in New York? Uh, I had plans on taking you out to a uh, and a, a speakeasy bar. Really? And, yeah, and uh, in Chinatown. <gasps> I love speakeasies. And then I was gonna take I was gonna take you there on the motorcycle. Yes, talk. you ride a motorcycle. Yeah, I have a few. Yes. Um, and I'm very scared of this. You are, but uh, we're we're gonna change your perception on that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, take me on a motorcycle. That's yeah. exciting. Uh, one thing I do like about the bar is that I can drive the motorcycle right up to the door and park it right there. Mm-hmm. But you're not much of a drinker. No. No. Not really. No. Um, yeah, it's just never been my forte. Yeah, I get that. But uh, after we stop by there, uh, probably take you up to um, Fort Tilden, which is up by Washington Heights. There's a nice... Uh, Nice view up there where you can get a good sunset in. We're going to get a sunset in? Yeah. Man, you're a romantic. We're going to look at the sunset? Yep. Yeah, there's this uh, castle up in Fort Tilden that you can go and uh, kind of explore around and also see off in New Jersey, you know, giant <sighs> cliffs across the river, across the Hudson. My dream is that a man and I get to look at New Jersey from far away. <laughs> <laughs> Your dreams finally will come true. <laughs> Thank you. Once you make it to New York. Yeah. So I know I'm interviewing you, but um, Michael, do you have any questions for me? I feel like um, maybe the only question I have for you is if you could have, what would you have done differently? What would I have done differently? Yep. What did I do wrong? <laughs> You're the one that flaked. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You mean, or you know what I would have done differently? I would have not shown up to the neighborhood or dressed so nicely that evening. Oh, really? If I knew you were going to flake, maybe I wouldn't have dressed up so much. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I found other fun. Oh, yeah? What did you end up doing that evening? And thank you so much for being on the show. (laughs) I found other plans. I made social arrangements. It was okay. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you would have had a better time with me, though. Yeah. It's a shame that... You know, his birthday had to be that day. Your friend's birthday. Yeah. 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 It's a shame. Well, um, this has been a really lovely little uh, tryst we're having. Uh, thank you for flying to Canada for the weekend yeah. to romance me. Um, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what happens. I look forward to you being in New York again. Oh. All right. Noted. Thank you for being on my show. Um, anything else? That's it. Okay. Hello, I'm here with two fantastic individuals who know so much about dating. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I'm with <laughs> Sam Hancock, who is an actress and comedian. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. No problem. And I'm here with Michael Orlando, who is a theater producer, Don Juan, lover of the ladies. Oh my God. <laughs> hi, this, Michael. Hi, Lindsay. This was a mistake. No. no, no. There are no mistakes. This is great. And I I also have a wealth of knowledge. I've slept with many people. Oh, wait, I keep forgetting my grandma is on this episode. I... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Granny. I, I did a lot of things that I sometimes regret. Um, but we're here to talk about <laughs> dating. Yes. How are you guys doing, first of all? Do you, you two know each other? Yes. We don't know each other, yeah. In a long time. Yeah. Since, like, probably seven years. Yeah, so um, Sam is one of my younger brother's good friends. Yeah. That's how we know each other. Good friends. Good friends. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're saying that with a special... Tone of voice, Sam. Yeah, um, actually the first time I sort of had a, a, f- a fell in love, a, a young love experience was actually with Michael's brother. Whoa! Yeah. Michael, yeah. did you know that? I knew that, yeah. yeah. That. Okay. Well, there's no reason you need to be embarrassed, Michael. I'm just embarrassed for everyone in general. <laughs> no, but it's, it's okay. We're, uh, we're good friends now, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so dating. You guys, uh, are you sim- single, Sam? I am, as of recent, single. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry? It's okay. It was yeah. my decision. Your decision? Yeah. So you're back on the market. Yeah. How long was that relationship? Eight months. Okay. Yeah. So it was like not too long, but long enough to kind of be invested. Long enough to leave a dent yeah. in the heart. Michael, you are divorced. I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah. Great, good, good lead. Um, but you're, you're usually on the dating scene. You're not, right? You're not available I'm, right now. I'm not. I have a girlfriend. That's exciting. I know. It's exciting. Uh, but before that, you were a mess on the scene. <laughs> I, I was on the scene, yeah. Yeah. I, I was on the scene. Okay. So I'm going to get you guys your opinions on some things. Um, things like, let's start with dating apps. How do you guys feel about them? What's, uh, are you on any of them? I personally don't like dating apps. Um, I don't have the courage to go and meet someone. Um, and also I don't find people attractive based off their looks. Yes. In the first place. So getting to know someone by their personality is how I start to be attracted to them. So it's kind of just swiping everyone. No, no, no. And it's kind of just a waste of time for me. Yeah. So you don't really do it. No. You have to do, you're an in-person yeah. kind of lady. Yeah. Does it work out for you? Yeah, it has so far. Well, um, <laughs> also, you're a woman, so men approach. Yeah, and also, I go both ways. Oh, you like the ladies? Yes. So, yes. It, it's been okay so far. So, you've far. doubled your chances. Yes. That's, that's smart. That's smart. a good dating tip. <laughs> dating tip number one. Yeah. Don't discriminate. Yeah. Open up the dating pool. Yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. what about you? You were the king of Tinder for a while. <laughs> Wow, I'm really, I can't believe your grandma's going to listen to this. Um, she doesn't know what Tinder is. Okay. Well, g- <laughs> grandma, it's, a, it's an app to find other um, religious men and women together. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not, that's no. Not that's not <laughs> no. Um, they pray at the church of sex. <laughs> they pray at the that's, church of sex. That's all Tinder is. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I, I used it for a time. Th- there was a time. I, I've also used... Um, but I feel Some like you ones. were an expert at it. So I would like to ask you to give like three tips off the top of your head. If someone was making a Tinder profile, mm-hmm. 
what would you suggest? Uh, because you really had it down to a science. <laughs> uh, I would say um, choose photos that look like you. That's the number one key. Um, yeah. yeah. What if you look bad? Then, then you, you're just shit out of luck. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, I, I would say uh, say something genuine about yourself if you can. Mm. Um, and, and have a picture of a dog. Any anytime you have a picture of a dog. Oh, oh my god, no. you're one of those. But see, I have a dog, so I just made sure I included my my son. And if you don't, <laughs> yeah, you, you call him your son. I call him my son. Uh, but uh, he's lovely. His name's Remy. His name's Remy. He's a very nice boy. Um, but if you don't have one, you can just go to the park and just like dragoon any dog that you see, <laughs> and just just take a picture, and then you'll automatically get more matches. Uh, did women write to you about the dog? Yep. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say fifty percent of the first messages involve the dog. Oh my god! And where do you put that in sequence of in, photos? In sequence, first one is represent just me. It's actually like a like a, a professional photo that someone. It's a headshot. Not, not the me. word is headshot. It's not a headshot. It's not a headshot. This one is not a headshot. I used to have a headshot. Um, the second one is me and Remy like in a pile, like lying and making like a funny face, which is like a fucking adorable. Um, all right. So I want to talk about like, uh, red flags. Mm -hmm. When you go on a date, what are some do's and don'ts? What are things that you see in a guy or girl? A big red flag for me is the way they treat other people. So the way they treat the server, um, people around them, if they hold themselves high with arrogance, that's a big red flag. Um, if they instantly start talking about themselves, Red flag. Do you do the um, date thing or do you kind of just organically I've, have a thing develop with someone? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky because everyone I've been in previous relations with has been from theater projects. So yeah. you, you know them. That's how I do it too. I've yeah. never really done dating. Yeah, so I've never... I've gone on one date with a stranger and it was no bueno. Um, <laughs> and but it's yeah, so bad. She's speaking Spanish. Um, everyone else, yeah, I've I've known, so it's been easy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michael, any any? What when, are your red, red flags? flags? Um, uh, I developed a um, hard and fast twenty minute rule. What's that? Where it's like I'm just going there for one drink. Oh my god, you have a system? You're disgusting. No, no. Like, (laughs) if if we don't have any connection, it's just like, well, I've got to work tomorrow, or like, it doesn't matter what. Like, something nice, and just that you don't, I feel like you don't owe anyone more than that. Just like you're meeting for a drink, you have the drink, that's it. I seem to remember you having one that was. Oh, I have a a couple. Any you'd share? Pretty interesting ones. Um, I. The ones that will make me not seem really shallow. Um, no, shared. Tr- it's called truth be told, sure. not selective truth be told. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been on ones, and this is why one of my first things was like, you really need to select photos that look like you. Because mm-hmm. a couple times, I've been legitimately surprised. Where it's oh, like, yeah. I'm sitting there waiting or waiting outside, and someone comes up to me and says, Michael. And I turn and look at the person, and I, then I, I, I run through my brain of how do I, how do I know this person? How do I, like, do I know them from work? Do I know catfish. them from something? Oh, yeah, catfish. Like, obviously, I'm waiting for someone. So I know what they look like. I've just looked at their photo 30 seconds ago just to make sure I see them in the crowd or whatever. And it does not look like them. Um, when I first started going on these dates, 
that happened and I was sometimes polite for hours on end. Just like having drinks, chatting, just like trying to be a nice person, but like too much. And then if that has happened later, I just, that's where the 20 minute rule kind of came into effect. Wow. Yeah, I think that's good because also a lot of girls expect men to pay for the bill. So if you're just sitting there ordering drinks and drinking drinks and you don't even like the person and then you go left with the bill, yeah. that sucks. Michael, do sure. you always pay the bill? Uh, no. Uh, I feel like I feel like of because I'm older, I, I don't know, people because we're like over 30 or something, people are just like always asking to split. I will usually... That's always fake. It's a fake out. Yeah, I do go, okay, then this, no, no, we'll split it. Um, I have paid for it several times, and the other person's paid for it a couple times. Yeah, it's true. It just happens. Okay. I don't, I don't get too hung up on it unless it's like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Every time I go to hang out with Michael, we're like, hey, let's go get some, some dinner. Michael's very, uh, he gets very selective. He, he makes himself, it's the worst kind of person, uh, where they say they're low maintenance, but they're actually high maintenance and then don't know they're high maintenance. Mm. I'm high maintenance, but I know it. Sure. Yeah, that's true. You say, I'm easy, and then all of a sudden you suggest anything, and you're like, not there. Mm. Yeah, but I've also like rhymed off categories of food, you're like, no, 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 until we get to like the small subsection <laughs> that you are okay with. And then we have to start going through those. Okay, ones. I'm going to edit this in post. I don't yeah. like any of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's a uh, popular item of discussion with dating. Ghosting. Mm. Right. What is your opinion on ghosting? First, someone please define it. I think it's just never messaging that person back. If, you, if they texted you and you just completely fall off the face of the earth, that's yeah. ghosting. Ghosting. Like, you, mm-hmm. like you're dead. Do you ghost? I've never ghost. I think it's incredibly rude. And I think it's cruel. Yeah, I, I have the heart to be like, listen, I don't think it's going anywhere. Thank you for your time. Bye. What about you, Casper? <laughs> just kidding. Use the friendly ghost. <laughs> I just thought of um, the first ghost I could think of. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't, actually, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, no, you're very straightforward. Yep, people. I will just, I, I, like Sam said, I will just do like a little quick three-sentence, hey, Let's close this up in a respectful kind of way. Let's close this up. Yeah, like depends. It depends how long you've seen this person. If you went out with them for one drink, it doesn't matter. If you've seen them for a couple of weeks, then it's time to like it's time it's time to be respectful. But if you feel like more often than that, there's like the sub terms of like benching people. Benching. And Please or- explain and, benching. And, oh, it's awful. And orbiting. Say what? Okay, define these benching? things. This is why I think you're you're like, oh, I'm not a pro at okay. dating. And you're like, let me tell you the rules of the game. Oh benching. Okay, What's so, benching? So benching is when you are potentially, there's like a pool of people you could or maybe are dating all at once. And like a sports team, you have a bench where you put... Some of your players. So like Tina's on the bench for a couple weeks. Tina's on the yeah. bench. Or like maybe forever. Tina's waiting to get called in the game, but you're maintaining some kind of... By breadcrumbing. By breadcrumbing. Which her. is when you give a little bit of affection, the odd text. Hey, what's mm. up? What's going on? So you're keeping these relationships kind of... This is terrible. I'm not advocating this. This is, ter- <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, but you're maintaining them in hopes of later when the relationships you're currently involved in, one or many... 
dissolve, you can bring people from the bench and rotate it's them It's a in. way... It's like a basketball thing. I would rather be ghosted, I think. It's... Wow. You know, it's a way of never facing loneliness. Absolutely. It's a way of avoiding ever being alone. And I feel like... And of all, like, orbiting is even worse. What's orbiting? Orbiting is like you stop talking to each other directly, but you're just constantly looking at each other's various, like, social media feeds. So you can see, like... Are you breadcrumbing while orbiting? It depends. Like, These for, metaphors are okay. terrible. Let's say if someone was really into Lindsay and... Let's say. Let's, let's say. try let's and say, imagine okay. a world where that could let's happen. Let's say it's an alternate universe, right? Um... <laughs> Let, let's let's say maybe they went out for drink, dates or whatever, but then things weren't working out. But and that person then just constantly watches all of Lindsay's Instagram stories. But <gasps> that never, does happen. But never comments on them. Never engages in any way. But you can see it happening. Likes all your photos. So they're just like kind of keeping in touch in this kind of very vague way. In a way you can't call them out on. Because it's like, oh, you're paying so much fucking attention to it that you're looking at all the things. It's like, well, yes, That's I That's psychotic. What is the thing that you are unconsciously attracted to that you keep dating that isn't necessarily a good thing, but you notice yourself drawn to it? Um, Sometimes someone who like kind of avoids you and like won't message you back as often and you're yes. you're the one kind of like clawing at it or wanting more. Um, the anxious avoidant dynamic, that is yeah. also mine. I find that kind of, yeah, attractive. Or when a man is like kind of mad at you. Kind of mad at like, you? Like is kind of like a little angry or whatever. I find that attractive. Like when a man like asserts himself. Oh. I find that attractive. Asserts himself or is mad at you? I'm picturing some like, guy on a first date being like... Not like mad like you're scared in any way, but like when they when they have like... When they're full of testosterone and you can see that. Yeah. I find that attractive. You like masculine... You like yeah. toxic masculinity. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Sorry, uh, Grandma. No, she's like... She'll have to define that. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? What's the thing you're attracted to that's bad? That's bad. Um, you like a wounded bird? No, I actually don't like a wounded bird. Um, <laughs> I was looking, uh, I spent a lot of time looking for like someone who's like a perfect on paper match. And that mm. is like not the way I work usually. Or yeah. like I worked when I was a lot younger. So I was trying to like purposely fight against just like going, like following my heart and just like going on knee jerk reactions, like gut reactions and everything. You but wanted to make it clinical. I wanted to make it clinical. And of course, surprise, surprise, anything that was clinical, like didn't work out. Right. Um, so, so, so that whole list you made before, you could disregard it. Which? All Where you're things? like, all the things I want. Well, that's a list. No, those are the things like I really want. The other things I, I like was looking for was like, I want someone who has this kind of job and has like maybe their own oh. house and like, well, like, like, I don't know, like, like on paper, like this is a good match. So yeah, ego things that aren't really about love. Exactly. And like, oh, we could build a nice life together because whatever, this and that. So, um, yeah, I think... That's a it's it's a roundabout way of complimenting myself <laughs> by saying I feel like I've maybe overcome that and I've been able to be more honest. It's nice. That's yeah. nice. I I also go for the workaholics. I I'm I'm more clingy. They're more avoidant. Thing I get trapped in that a lot. Also, the older man thing seems to be an issue with me. They're always very old. <laughs> 
They are. They like just seventy plus. It's it's strange. Uh, not seventy plus, <laughs> yeah. but like, but I mean, I've been three long term things, and the the smallest age difference in that was ten years. The next one was eleven years, and then the other one was nineteen years, and those were all like long term relationships. So I like them seasoned. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for being on the podcast for this uh dating episode yeah i love it thank you so much um do you have anything you'd like to promo sam um a boy's memoir on youtube and my social media is sam hancock with two k's nice and a boy's memoir is your like web series it's a web series yep. you're on that yep. you're very funny on because oh, you're a you. funny lady uh michael Michael, mm -hmm. what would you like to promote as a theater producer? Um, <laughs> I'll promote two things. One, I'll, pr I'll promote the project I'm working with Lindsay on, which is not an accident. This is why she had me on her No, podcast. I had you on because you're my friend, <laughs> but yes. Uh, we're working on her show called Tease um, and trying to bring it to different festivals. It's a burlesque show. We, we had it last year, and yeah. we're going to put it up again. She's going to just jump in and promo herself. Um, the, the, the other thing I'd like to promo is uh, my theater company, Theater Lab, has a studio space for rent. Go to theaterlab.ca to rent it. Yes, Theater Lab. Are you a Toronto performer and you need a space to work out your shit? Theater Lab! Yeah, it, it cheap. It cheap. All right, guys, thank you for being on the podcast. Okay, silence. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs>
a tuberculosis sanatorium there. A tuberculosis sanatorium? I worked there. That sounds terrifying. Okay. Oh, it wasn't. It was a good place to work, and I made lots of friends there. Anyway, I was there for, oh, a couple of months when I, you get to know the staff quite often, and and the, the one I met was a girl called Stella, and I had met her brother at Climax when he worked at the hardware. Okay. Anyway, that was, I was just young then. I was only 14 or something. Anyway, I met her, and then, let me think. We, one night, we girls decided to go to Lake Katepo to a dance. You went to a dance. Okay, this is a very exciting thing. I don't go to dances. Oh, well, we went to the dance. And... Oh, sorry. We can hear the clock in the background. I have heard, just so the viewers know, I've heard this clock do its chimes in my grandmother's home ever since childhood. And oh. now we're in the old folks' home, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's still bringing there. back some nice memories. It's there. Yeah, I just grew up with that clock, and I, yeah. I would miss it if it didn't Didn't strike. do its thing. Yeah. All right, so you went to a party or a, a dance. A dance at Lake Katepwa. And... Some there were other girls from the sand there and other people. I had bought a wallet from a friend at the sand who hand tooled leather wallets. She had a nice leather wallet. A nice leather wallet. And I dropped it or lost it. I couldn't find it. I was really in a grumpy mood. So you lost your wallet at the dance? At the dance. Oh my God. And it must have been in the car somewhere. Anyway, this guy was there, and he says, oh, don't worry, we'll find it, we'll find it. And so <laughs> I thought... And this guy was my grandfather? Yeah. Some guy I, you'd never I'd, met? I'd never met him before. I'd never seen him before, let alone knew him. I, he just happened to be from Stella's hometown. Anyway, we did find the wallet. So it was just... Let me just get a better idea of this. So it was you and my grandfather, Lloyd... Uh, just looking together alone at a party looking for your wallet? Yeah, well, I just happened to be sitting beside him, and I was looking for the wallet. Okay, so he, he starts helping. Then he said, oh, I will help. It's here. It must be here. So I thought, yeah, sure. <laughs> now, be honest with me for a moment. Did you feel like he was helping you find the wallet because he was attracted to you, or he was just a very no, nice person? No, I think he person? was just being helpful. That's all. I never oh. thought anything about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So we did find it, and then we left separate, went separate ways. I went back to the sand, and I guess he went back to the farm where he was working. Where he was his so dad. you just said good night, and you didn't. That was it. That and you had found the wallet, and that was it. That was it. That was in 1950, in October, and I was a real grump. It's a wonder he ever looked at me again. Cause you're grumpy. Oh, I was nasty, Bill, losing that purse. <laughs> Gosh, I mean... You weren't even flirty while you lost the purse? No, I wasn't anything. I just there. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so now let's fast forward. What, uh, years later... So then I went from there, from Fort Capel. My brother said, why don't you move out here to, to Sundry or out to Olds or somewhere? These are all places in Alberta These for are our Alberta listeners. places. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I went to work at Olds Hospital, and I didn't really like it there. They were kind of stuffy. So I went <laughs> to work. I, I when I went to school in Climax, I worked for my board and room at a printing office, 
and uh, we printed a news weekly newspaper and stuff. And I, yeah, and I lived in Didsbury then. I moved there to Didsbury when I got that job at the printing office. And Didsbury, Alberta is the small town we're actually in doing this interview right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. And so then I lived upstairs in an old house with a girl from Didsbury, and we went for a walk one night, and she said, oh, she said, you'll have to meet Sammy. Sammy. Oh, okay. And that's, we were walking by the pool room, and she said, this is where he works. So this guy was there, and he said, he said, oh, I know her. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> how would you know me? Anyway, because I just moved to Didsbury. You're like, how would this guy know me? Yeah, how did he know me? And he says, remember when you lost your purse? Your wallet? Wait, is this my grandpa talking to you? I thought you said it was a guy named Sammy. Yeah, well, it was Sammy, but they he was Lloyd, really. But the people around there called him Sammy because he worked Wait, for Uncle so pe- Sam. Uncle Sam... Divine. Oh, okay. Let, I'm just going to clarify a couple things. Sure. Uh, for our American listeners, when we say he's working for Uncle Sam, we actually mean a guy named Sam, not actually the government, Uncle Sam. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was really Uncle Sam. Yeah, an actual so, because, man named Uncle Sam. And because Sam Lloyd was there, they called him Sammy, I guess, just because he was his nephew. Okay, so, so that's the big reveal, is... This is like two years later? How many years, two later? years later? Two years after the purse incident. Yeah. You meet, in a completely different province, in a different town, you meet my grandfather again, and he remembers you, but you don't remember him. No. I said, you mean I was with you? <laughs> and he said, yeah. So, well. And then? F- so then, that was fine. I would never thought any more about it. And then, and then within a... That was in October... Then in uh, New Year's Eve, I guess it was, went to a dance with somebody else, not him. What? With you didn't the, hook up with him at this point either? You waited until... No, I never even Jeez. thought about it. Wow. Then we went to the dance at uh, Melvin Hall for the New Year's dance, and he was there. And then he decided to take. he would take me home. And I said, well, I can't do that. I came with somebody else. Oh well, that's that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll ditch this guy. We'll sort that out. <laughs> anyway, tough luck for him. So that's what happened. So he took me home, back to the Didsbury where I was staying, and then, then all of a sudden, then once in a while we'd go to a show or we'd go to a hockey game or something. He'd play hockey, and uh, we'd go and. And how many <laughs> months until you guys were engaged? From about one or two. Wait, so... We got engaged on the 28th of February. So four months after you met each other for that second time... Yeah. And he recognized you, four months later you guys were engaged? Yeah. Oh, and my then, God. And a month after that we were married on the 28th of March. Jesus! What? <laughs> Granny! What? You know what? what I like about you? You... you you're very standoffish and grouchy for the first couple times you meet, but once you decide to do it, you're 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 like, all right, let's do it. Four months, fine. Yeah, you're in. When you're in, you're in. So we went. Uh, we got married. I did, uh, 
on the 28th of March. We went to Saskatchewan for that. Uh-huh. Well, we, we were supposed to get married in Saskatchewan, but we had bought a, a marriage license in Alberta, and they wouldn't honor it in Saskatchewan because that, unless it had the blood work all done over again. Blood work? You this is have, why Saskatchewan you have, sucks. You always have to. <laughs> that's where they used to do. Everybody had to have a blood test when they got married. What? Why? Because... Because why? Be sure they didn't have TB or this or that or something worse. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think we should wrap up here because I just want to say, so how many years did you were you married to my grandfather? Until he died, he was 56 years. That's amazing. We were married in 53 in March, and he died on the 29th of June in 19... Or in 2000 something 2009 or something seven yeah um and you had three beautiful daughters and uh oh my gosh yeah that's a beautiful i always liked you two together yeah well we always kind of got along (laughs) um so my last question for you before i leave you is um if you could give me one piece of advice in the world of dating or courtship, or something, because I'm 29. I mean, you were, what, 20 when you got engaged? You're light years ahead of me. What would your advice... I married in 53, so I was 22 then. 22, okay. Sorry, yeah, 22. What advice would you give me in uh, dating and finding a husband? Don't rush things. (laughs) Well, clearly that's not my problem. Otherwise, (laughs) they might change their mind. Uh, oh, wait, that's your big advice? Yeah. Don't rush things. Yeah. Even though you rushed things. Well, it was okay. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show, Granny. Well, you're welcome. I love you very much. I love you too, and I'm glad we had this little talk. Me too. I, hope I learned, learned it. Hope you learned something from it. Okay, bye. It's probably awful. <laughs> And there you have it. That brings us to the end of another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. Ah, so romantic, this one. Really nice. Good feelings all around. Yes, I really enjoyed making this episode. I enjoyed doing uh, my research for this episode. Wink, wink. Uh, Shout out to my Tinder date, Michael Savory for helping me with that research. All that research on dating and good feelings. Um, I'm not going to take my grandmother's advice about not rushing into things. She clearly didn't take her own advice, so why should I have to? Um, I love to leap before I look. You know, that's my thing. So, um, case in point, you heard me earlier in this episode with Michael Savory in the bathtub talking about me going to New York to visit. Well, guess who's going to New York City in just a matter of hours? That's right. My plane ticket is booked. I'm on my way over there. And uh, we're going to have some more fun. More hangouts. More motorcycle rides. I'm terrified. Oh, and because it's me, and I'm all about novelty and summer romance... Guess what I've done? I'm supposed to go tomorrow morning to fly to him. 
That was what I told him. That's what we agreed upon. But I'm a sneaky little lady, and I actually booked my flight for this evening because I love surprises. I love surprising people. I love just showing up places. I love the look on people's faces when they had no idea what I was going to do. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, summer romance, guys. I'm excited to take part and I'm doing my best to put my anxieties about dating on the back burner and just live life and have fun. Right? I'm going to take that cynicism out of my eyes and out of my heart and I'm just going to I'm just going to run around with reckless abandon. So guys, summer's almost over. Make sure that you do a bit of the same. Open your heart. To the possibilities of other people. You know? It's a good idea. Be kind to each other. Okay, I'm going to be kind to some people right now by doing some thank yous. I'm going to start with my guests. First off, thank you to Michael Savory, my Tinder date. Thank you so much for uh, doing an interview with, um, with some strange woman from a dating app. And for essentially flying to Canada and... And um, having the most expensive Tinder date anyone's ever had. Thanks. Thank you to Sam Hancock and Michael Orlando for the panel discussion today. You guys were great. And thank you to my grandmother, Mary Devine. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you're not offended. Uh, You were so charming and lovely on the episode. Thank you for being on it. Thank you to Matthew Reed for making the music for the show. Thank you to Catherine Fogler for the podcast photography. Thank you to Kurt Furla for doing the graphic design on that podcast photography. Thank you to Trevor Pullman who helps me in the editing room. You're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human. Thank you to the boys at the Sonar Network, Michael Mangiardi and Cody Crane. You put up with my lack of emailing you back and being a scatterbrain and all my dumb tech questions. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I have one. My handle is at Mullo. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. I also have a website, www.lindsaymullen.com. I'm there. Go check it out. Play cool, fun games on my website like Contact Me and Bio. Fun games. All right, guys. Have a lovely rest of your week and a lovely rest of your summer. Okay? Take care of each other. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Get romantic. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 